You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio, produced by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. This is MBDA President Heather Mason. All right, welcome to the NOSH episode seven, first one of 2023. Happy New Year. If uh, you're a listener of the show, you've been with us for a while, you know the NOSH is a collection of bicycle industry food for the soul, if you would. My MBDA Development Director, Rochelle Scouten, and I come together once a month to give you the latest update, industry news, catch people up on what our members are talking about, what to expect in the coming month with the MBDA, and just share that collective retailer advice. So happy new year. Yeah, 2013, it's a time to look back. It's a time to look forward. So many people I'm talking to are talking about their resolutions, what's on the list for them. So that's where we are today. We're going to talk about personal resolutions, resolutions for the bicycle retailer, talk about what the MBDA has going on for 2023. And finally, we're going to be joined by an industry veteran and visionary in leading real-time service contracts and consulting, Frank McMillian. He is founder of Insure Protect, developer of Rides, which is Ride at Daily Extended Service, a program that's exclusive for MBDA members. All right, Rochelle, how's it going? Hello, it's going so good. We are all hope and sunshine over here, honestly. It's like... <laughs> I think I talked about in the last episode that we were traveling a lot and in the middle of it, I was moving and it was like a huge hectic time. But now we're like in the space. We're doing the thing. This is the fun part. So it's honestly, yeah, like I said, it's very, the sunshine is on the horizon. We're waking up happy. We're making the most of the day. It's great over here. I love that. I love that. Yeah. For our listeners, Rochelle, as in a new place, she has a new home and hope and sunshine. And that's like such an important thing, right? When you wake up happy and you're just ready to go and lots of good, lots of things to be thankful for, right? It's very true. It's very true. And it's the little things for me. Like we have a school right across the way. And so I get to hear kids running around at like lunchtime. And, you know, it's like so fun to just be in cute little neighborhood instead of right next to three freeways like I was in my last place. <laughs> that is an epic win. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh man, I am like totally I love this time of year. You know, the holidays are special and it's ski season and snowboard season and I feel like this 2022 just flew by, honestly. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah, it just sneaks up on you. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, another year. And it's coming on the close of two years with the MBDA going to be the start of the third year, right? So that is Mm -hmm. something that has me really just excited. We'll get into it in a little bit here, but there's so many things that we're planning for our members. And yeah, personally, everything's amazing. And yeah, everything's great. Sunshine. It's good. (laughs) I'm so jealous of your kids in your house because I heard that throughout the whole holiday season, your house just smells like freshly baked cookies. <laughs> totally. I, there is one thing that I love to eat and I love to make and I love to give as gifts and that's homemade chocolate chip cookies. So yeah, the kitchen <laughs> has been productive. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so speaking of resolutions, I feel like 
this year, you're talking about hope and sunshine. And I feel like going into 2023, that cheerful, that promising feeling is something that I'm hearing a lot of people have because as we look back, I mean, it's been like living through this pandemic, it's been really rough, right? And Mm -hmm. I think it's taught us all that we can't take health and wellness for granted. So I want to remind our listeners that going into 2023, thinking about your mind and your soul, like your body, mind and soul should be, I think, really important. So like, it's not just like having a fitness goal, but I also think it's having a mental health goal, and then also making sure that you are truly satisfied as a human, you know, so I think I think it's like three things. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. A lot of people focus on resolutions of I'm going to go to the gym every day, or I'm going to make sure that I have a list of tasks to do in the beginning of each day, and I'm going to do them every single day, you know, and that's fine. But that's a product. It's not a solution. The solution is making the process Mm. sustainable. And how do you make that sustainable? You start with making your brain go in the right direction. And so it all starts with that mental health, I think. Yeah. And you know what it is? Like sometimes I hear people put these awesome goals down, like lose 250 pounds or buy a fancy sports car or whatever the goals might be. But I think they should be attainable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's great to have goals, but I also think we should be realistic because I think one of the worst things to do is be like, I want to get this fancy sports car. But when it's like completely, I mean, it would be like a big stretch goal and then set yourself up to succeed, I guess, I think is important. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that makes me feel better is to like write down everything that I intend on doing that day. Even if it's like put ingredients in a bread maker and make bread it's not that hard and it's not really a task, but like it's something that I wanted to do that day. And so if you write that down and check little things off, like dust the coffee table, you know, like just tiny little things that you might've done anyway, but you get to check them off and that feels good. And that can lead to a bigger winter cleaning that you wanted to do, but it like is much easier when it's broken up that small. I love that. I love that. Like little, I'm definitely a person who likes to check things off. So like when I was planning my run last year, my hundred mile run, like every day I would, you know, it was like run one mile, run two miles or whatever it was. So they were small daily goals that accumulated to the bigger goals. So I love that idea, but okay. So like, as we were saying outside of the personal ones, which we would say like, are the, like the fitness or the body, the mind, mental health, but then also like making sure that your soul is happy and you're doing things that really lead you to abundance. I think resolutions for the workspace, like the bicycle retailer environment, if you're an owner or manager can be really positive as well. And I think you can almost have two lists going, right? If you, if you might, or I don't know, multiple lists, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think as we're going into 2023, it really is the perfect time to start focusing on what improvements you can make in your retail environment, not only to help you, but to help everybody work more productively and more efficiently. So we have some resolution ideas for the bicycle retailer in 2023. Do you want to kick it off? 
Yeah. Right. Like, so, okay, listeners, we did make this list ahead of time, full, full disclosure, but we're so excited to share it. So as Rochelle says, we have five new year's resolution ideas for the bicycle retailer. So I'll kick it off with number one. And we think a great new year's resolution for the bicycle retailer would be to tidy up. So that means clean up the store, like inside, outside, in the service shop, rearrange displays, streamline your selection. I remember when I used to do this in my store, I would come in in the morning and I would just rip displays apart and like just buff it out completely. So it was beautiful. Put it back together. And I was always surprised at just how good I felt and how I felt so good just watching the customers' interactions with what I just did. And you can get in your office. So if you have an office space at the shop for yourself, get in there and get rid of that office clutter. It's so rewarding. And doing this will just give you a fresh start. I totally agree with that. Number two is get a ride in every day. It's so little. It's like the littlest thing that changes your outlook on life the most. I feel like, especially during the pandemic, you had to be tied to the desk like, this one item is going to become available on the website at this time. And if I'm not there, it's going to go away. I'm not going to get it. There might still be some things like that. There are definitely fires that burn every day that you need to put out. But putting time in the schedule that's non-flexible to get yourself out and writing, it really reminds you why you got into the business and it connects you when customers walk in. You know, you're able to talk about Oh, I just took this route just today. You know, let me talk to you about it. Here's the bike I took. Let's talk about that. And it's such a good way to just get out of your head for a second. Everybody that we've asked, we've talked to a lot of retailers this year. Everyone that we asked, owners, managers, employees, everyone who takes a ride every day has told us that they have increased engagement and happiness. I think it's just. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, can I agree, please? I love it. Like we've been having our P2 members and during our board member meetings, we worked into a, a ride into each one of those meetings this year. And yeah. I, mean, I saw a difference. Did you, Rochelle? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, schedule it into lunches for employees, stagger their lunches, make them go out for a ride. Make it mandatory, put it in the schedule, make it non-flexible. I love that one. All right. All right. Let's keep going. Let's see. New Year's resolution number three for the bicycle retailer. According to Rochelle and Heather, we think you should think bigger. So we think this is one of the most important New Year's resolutions is to just push yourself, push yourself at work. If you have a great idea, sometimes we have these great ideas and for some reason, we get stalled out and we don't go for it. So if you're thinking about maybe a new vendor, if you're thinking about a website change, if you're thinking about just a change within the shop as far as the setup and flow, uh, if you're thinking about redoing your service center menu, go do it. Let's go. You know, Think about it. Plan it out. If it's a good solution for your store, just go for it. Even if these are smaller tasks, all these small tasks that you begin to just go for and, and get into motion, they're going to add up fast. And remember, you know, if you are the owner or the manager, you're a leader. And so if you're pushing yourself to think bigger and take action, remember that you should encourage your team to do this as well. 
You can share your goals and hold yourself accountable. You can share goals for your team that maybe are bigger than where they're at now. Maybe it's an hourly or daily sales goal or monthly goal. Get the whole team on board just to think of things in a bigger way. And I I think you'll be really impressed with just the results of that right there. That's awesome. Number four, New Year's resolution for the Bicycle Retailer, plan employee activities for your team. This is another thing that came up a lot this year as we've been talking to our retailers. Something that got overlooked in the past couple of years that we can really make it a point to bring back. List out some ideas that you guys can do together. It doesn't have to be huge. It could be take them out to lunch or take them out to drinks after the shop closes or hold a holiday party just for the employees. Take everyone to a nonprofit event in the community. Do some fun musical event. Like we had a retailer who is in a band and they got all their employees, you know, there and they brought the community together. They had amazing photos from it. They got amazing feedback from the community. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be that big, you know, go on a group ride, just things that will get the team together and have everybody bond and sharpen the communication within the team so that when things come up in the store, it's not like, oh, well, I don't really feel comfortable telling this person about this thing because you've taken that time to take everybody out and really get the morale and get the team community better. I like that one. I like that one a lot. All right. And number five, our fifth New Year's resolution for the bicycle retailer is be positive. Listen, these past couple of years have been just a lot and it's easy to kind of get down, but we want to work on becoming more uplifting and optimistic There's lots of ways that we can do this. You could come to some of the MBDA member events. The group is really positive. It could really be something you end up looking forward to. It'll lift your spirits to be around others that maybe are tackling some of the same things you are. And you'll come back to your shop, to your team, and you'll have some positivity. And that's going to boost everyone around you. I always try to surround myself with positive people because... I like that. It gives me a boost and it reminds me that there's a lot to be thankful for and to look forward to. And hey, I mean, as a leader, as a manager, as an owner, you really want to be that positivity. Your team needs positivity at work. They want to look forward to coming into the shop. So even if you're having a bad day, it's really important that you flip it. And we want you to be honest with how you're feeling. But I'm sure we can find something that we could feel optimistic about because we want people around us to be brought up by being around us. You want to make sure that you're focusing, as we said earlier, on your mental and physical wellness, because that always helps put you in a great mood. Those endorphins are wonderful. And then the other part of that is, hey, when we have those wins, when we do something, you know, we get some really positive feedback, let's celebrate that. Let's be happy, be proud, you know, high five your team, do something for your team as Rochelle was just saying to celebrate the successes that you're doing together. As a bicycle retailer, as a staff member at a bicycle retail store, you are changing lives, you are making a difference in your community. 
you're helping people on their journey as becoming a cyclist or staying in the sport of cycling. There's a lot to be positive about, you know, within that right there. So that's our top five, right? Rochelle, I mean, those are pretty good resolutions. <laughs> I think so. And even if one of them doesn't apply to you, if it inspired you to think about something else, then write off hours and do your own. Everything is unique to you. So these are just suggestions. If there's anything else, I would really encourage you to write it down and think about how you can actually take small steps to implement that in this year. Yeah, I love that. And a lot of people do feel comfortable sharing their resolutions. Like you don't need to. Um, but if it could be something fun to huddle your team and maybe each share a couple resolutions, you know, that applies to the workspace and maybe a personal one as well. That's something we do in our P2 groups at the end of each in-person meeting. We share some goals, we say things out loud and that helps you become accountable to the people around you, which does make a big difference in my opinion. So yeah, as Rochelle said, definitely find the things that really resonate to you and are applicable to you and then go after them. I mean, this is a new year, right? Every day is a new chance, right? That's what's so freaking cool, right? It is. I know. I always feel such a like sense of renewal at the beginning of the year because there's just so many possibilities. And then sometimes I end up, oh my gosh, I tried too many things. And so this year, I really am going to make it a point to drill down into those small things that can make the big differences. And when we reflect on the past year, it always helps us think about, okay, was this a good thing? Was this a bad thing? What would I have done different? And that reflection mm -hmm. time can allow us to plan for 2023 and, you know, I know we're now in January already, but Rochelle and I spent the better part of the fall, I'd say, reflecting on 2022 at the NBDA and what we did and achieved mm -hmm. together as what I would call an amazing team and planning our resolutions or goals for 2023 for the NBDA. And that I think really helped us shape our vision. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Looking back and seeing what things that you thought were a great idea at the time turned out to not be so great an idea <laughs> so that the next time you have an idea like that, you can look back and say, oh, wait, okay, so the last time this happened, this happened. And so what can we do to make sure that doesn't happen again? Or maybe this isn't a great idea again. And then also, what did we not do that people really wanted to see from us or that I really wanted to see from us? So making those a priority in the next year as well. Yeah. I, what you just said was so important that we were able to look back on things that at the time we thought were good, that we tried and maybe they didn't turn out as good. And we were able to say, okay, well, we tried that. That wasn't so great. But that is where like growth happens. So I would challenge mm -hmm. our listeners, go for things because that's where growth happens. And then you can dial it in for the future. But this past year, we did a lot like, okay, MBDA Connects was one of the big ones for me that I was really excited about building up those databases and getting the best practices committee. We expanded the P2 program. Mm -hmm. We did. We also released the market report, the US market report. That was at the end of the year. We started signing people up and planned the 
P2 workshops that are happening at all three Cabda shows on the day before. That was a big one. I'm really excited about those. The first one's, I don't, this is going to be like probably like the day after this, <laughs> this launches or during this. That's pretty cool. New board members. We welcomed a few new board members to the MBDA team, which has really been great to have their energy in. And we brought new new staff, new team members onto like our core team too. So we also did our buy you where you ride the retailer event fund. That was really, really fun this year to see all the events that our members put on using that fund. So I think that was a really good one too. Yeah. You know, we did so much that we actually at the end of the year put out some print advertisements and bicycle retailer industry news talking about, hey, come see what's new. So if you're a listener of our podcast and you haven't been on our website recently, you haven't seen all the resources that are available for our members now from healthcare to a job posting career page to the retailer event fund, like Rochelle just said, the connects page, all the databases of sales rep, mechanics, fitters. I mean, there's so much there. So if you haven't been on the website, definitely check that. And it's going to expand. I mean, talk about 2023. We could probably share some stuff that's going to come up this year, right? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about 2023. So we already, you know, we got the workshops at the Cabda shows that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Our YouTube channel, we're going to do some stuff with that, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. We are taking feedback, talking about ideas that you thought were a great idea at the time. And then you get feedback from people. We are going to create a lot of educational content that's going to be available on your own time whenever you want it instead of creating all these events at specific times where people can't get away from the shop. So our YouTube channel is going to see a lot more activity with those kinds of educational content in 23. I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah. And last year we expanded our P2 groups into Canada. And so for 2023, we're just expanding our P2 groups even more. So opportunity for more members within each group and then bringing more seminars and presenters to that program. So that's really something that drives profitability. And we're just really pleased to see that continue to grow. We're going to be at some of the outer bike shows promoting our Buy Where You Ride program. And we'll do that in partnership with SRAM. The Brie Awards kicks off, what is it, February, right? In February, yes. Bicycle Retailer Excellence Awards will kick off again in February. We're going to have an opportunity to invite retailers who want to join our board in both the spring and the fall. So we'll have two opportunities. If you're interested in joining as a board member of the MBDA, that'll be an option. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say, I know the Best Practices Committee on the board put out, I believe it's four, three or four documents in 22. And they're going to continue to meet and talk about best practices and talk with vendors and try to get more documentation out there. I think that was a big one in 22 that they're going to continue to focus on in 23. Yeah. And I know that committee as well will bring some podcasts. They're going to do some podcasts. So our listeners, we have a podcast with Sea Otter coming up soon with Gary Vernon from the Walmart Foundation, who's responsible for the fantastic trail work that's been done around Bentonville. And then the Best Practices Committee will have some podcasts as well. 
So we're already recording and deep into the planning for upcoming episodes to share. And then, yeah, I, yeah, I guess, Rochelle, the only other thing I wanted to talk about before we, we get Frank to join us here is it's January 2023. We're talking about resolutions, checking in with your fitness, with your mental health, with your soul, making some resolutions for your store, for your team. We shared what the MBDA is doing and what you can expect of us. But just to dial in some of the things over the next couple months, many of our listeners are in geographical areas where the business might be a little bit slower right now. Some of you might find cash flow issues and inventory issues as a challenge. Kind of actually led us to why we brought in our guests today. Some of the tips that our P2 group has come up with, all of our P2 groups collectively about surviving the next couple months is managing that inventory, managing what you're ordering, what you have coming in, what your back orders look like, looking at all your fixed expenses and cutting back where you can. And then thinking about other things that you can offer, like your services, really dialing that in. And one of those is offering things like an annual flat repair, really pushing on fitting or something like the Ride It Daily Extended Service Contracts. Rochelle, are there any else I'm forgetting? I think along with that, focusing on the services that you offer, that conversation happened because there was some talk on how do we maintain our margin? And so that was an issue with the inventory that's coming in. They're being discounted and we're losing that margin. And so how do we stay profitable? And a lot of talk was around making sure that the services you offer are giving you the best margin possible. So when we talk about rides, you get your shop rates back and we're going to hear plenty about it in the next you know, couple of minutes, but that's a good one. And then looking at your service rates for everything that you do and making sure that you're actually getting the hourly wage that you're worth for that. So there's a lot of things that you can look at and, you know, you can look at and say, oh, this service is supposed to take this much time. And so if we want to be worth $100 an hour, throwing a round number out there, and this thing takes an hour to do, we need to charge $100 for it. And then really looking at it and saying, okay, does that service actually take an hour, first of all? Mm -hmm. And are you actually getting your $100 an hour out of it? Which is really important to look at if you think you're getting a certain amount of something, and then you find out that you're not, you need to make some adjustments. So looking at that across the board, I think it is going to be important for this next year. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Our P2 meetings, we definitely dove deep into every single number, because you think you know what one thing is giving you as far as margin, but when you actually break it down, that can be quite different. So good tip there. Frank's a personal friend of ours. This past year, he joined us Almost every trade show we went, we went to, I think, side by side mm -hmm. with us. Rides is a program that is for MBDA members, covers ski and bikes. So that's pretty awesome now that he expanded to ski. And I just thought it would be interesting to hear from him, the retailers he's working with now, how it's adding revenue to their bottom line, and talk a little bit just about the program for listeners who might want to find another way to add some money to their bottom line. So Rochelle, should we bring them in? Let's do it. This is Frank McMillan, founder of Insure Protect, developer 
of RISE, the Ride It Daily Extended Service Plan. Nobody knows your bike shop better than you, but the people who might come the closest are other bike shop owners who are facing the same day-to-day and long-term challenges that you are. Joining a P2 group is one of the most affordable ways to take a deep dive into your business alongside other bike shop owners who are experts in what you do. Reach out today so we can tell you more about how a P2 group can make a difference in your business. All right, let's welcome our guest in today. Hi, Frank. Good to see you. Hey, Michelle. Good to see you, too. Good to see you, Heather. We are excited to chat with you on the podcast for our listeners who have not heard of the Ride a Daily Extended Service Program, RIDES, that the MBDA offers to our members. We want to get into the vision of the program, the profitability aspect, and how retailers can implement it now. So we're in January, and a lot of retailers maybe are seeing traffic decline. They have heavy inventory. They're looking for areas to make extra revenue. Rides, to me, is like the answer. I know several of our P2 members do a lot with you, and they're always raving about the program and getting their whole team behind it because they've seen the dramatic impact that it has had on their business. So yeah, Frank, that's what we want to do. We want our listeners to learn and to feel comfortable and to reach out at the end of this podcast and get involved. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I was looking at some numbers before we got on this. There's been about 10,000 ride plans sold with the current dealership so far that signed up. That's well over a million dollars in sales at at over 50% margin. So there is money to be had, whether the stores have one store or whether they have 10, it really doesn't matter. The point is, is if they are feeling the pinch of excess inventory and challenges they're having, adding rides as one of the benefits that they offer their customers, not only is a way to make their customers far more sticky to their stores, right? But they get to make extra money at the same time, both on the sales side and on the service side. So it really has a lot of upside to it. Yeah, right. Talking about that stickiness, because we've been talking a lot about customer acquisition, customer retention, and just like this is a good thing to offer to people who are maybe finding cycling for the first time, don't understand what a bike needs. But by offering this program to your customers, you can easily put them on the right track and they feel comfortable and supported by your store, right? Yeah, I mean, heavily think about it. If it's a, like you just used an experience of a customer for their first bike or their first good bike, you know, their better bike, before they take their bike out maybe and ride it once in a while. And when they invest in a nice bike, which a lot of the independent bike dealers offer, Now they're going to ride it more. You know why? Because it feels better. It feels better to ride. It feels more comfortable. Maybe the dealer got them into the right accessories, the cool shoes, the really cool fitting. And they're just like, wow, this is a great experience. Well, the reality is the more they ride it, the more likely they're going to need some type of service on it. And whether that's an annual maintenance, you know, so that it can be tuned up and ride like new again the next year. It could also be something where they're out actually riding their bike and they crash. They jump off a jump and they bust something up or do a Superman over the handlebars. And they're like, that's not covered by the manufacturer and certainly isn't covered by the store. So that could be an unexpected expense to that customer. But if they had been offered rides, 
at the time that they bought that, along with all those cool accessories in the fitting, if it's just another accessory that goes into the standard treatment of a customer, now when they have that little accident, they come back in the store smiling because they know that the store is going to take care of them. They're going to go ahead and repair it. And the store is happy to see them because they know they're about to get paid shop rates to do that work. So it really is awesome. It's a great way to hold on to that customer, keep them smiling. And that's really what it's all about. How does that independent bike dealer keep that customer happy and separate themselves from all the other stuff that online and everybody else they got to compete with nowadays? Yeah. Can you go into what the plan looks like? What exactly is covered for the customer? Well, I don't know because I've never read the brochure. No, I'm just kidding. So, Rochelle, there's primarily three things that are built into Rides program that we think really makes it a fabulous value. The first is, like I mentioned in the last example, is accidental damage from riding. So a client gets their new mountain bike and they're out for a ride or their new road bike and they're out for a ride. They lay their bike down three days after they bought it, okay? And they do some damage on the bike. That's covered. Accidental damage from handling is covered from the day that they leave that store out to two or three years, depending upon the length of the plan they bought. That's a really big deal because we all know if we've been in retail, when a customer breaks something, they like to come back in and say, hey, you sold me a a defective bike, even though clearly it was just them learning how to ride their bike. And that kind of stuff happens. We've all crashed. And so that's a beautiful thing. So accidental damage. The second thing that's covered, which is kind of cool, is wear and tear even during the first year so you think of a chain you have a customer that rides a lot or they ride in a rainy area or whatever it is and that chain fails what a great way to get the customer back in the store get a chain on there sell them some more stuff while they're in there and the customer leaves with a bike that's running like it should and by the way once again that dealer got paid to do that repair and put the new chain on there which is really wonderful and once again that goes out to the second or the third year But I think the other thing that is really set rides apart, besides the accidental damage, is that the customer is titled to a free tune-up in that second year and that third year. And some of the dealers just do a fabulous job with that. They really are good about doing that. The consumer comes in. I know some dealers actually ring a bell if they know that that consumer is covered by rides. The customer gets to bring their bike straight up to the the service desk. They go ahead and ride them up. It's really easy for them to get the authorization to go ahead and do the annual maintenance for the customer. And the bill shows up and we pay them. I mean, so, you know, imagine you're the consumer putting off a maintenance because you don't want to pay that 150 or whatever the cost is. So you keep riding your bike and then it kind of goes down and then eventually that bike fails. This is a way that that consumer can go back into their favorite bike shop they bought it from and get that annual maintenance in the second and the third year. If they're super riders, the dealer can even offer them a program that gives them three annual maintenances in the second year and three in the third year. So if they ride their bike a lot, that's a whole nother value play. But that's it. It's three primary things. It's the accidental damage from day one. It's the wear and tear from day one. And it's the free annual tune-up in the second or the third year. I mean, I think that's really unexpectedly awesome. And then of course, the stuff that normal service contracts cover is covered too. 
right? Like failures, you know, you have electromechanical failures, you have failures with your hubs or whatever can happen on the bike, your drop post goes down or, you know, whatever that situation is. And by the way, that's a horrible failure. When your drop post quits going up, that's a bummer. But yeah, all that kind of stuff's covered. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know people are going to ask, they'll probably contact us if we don't ask the question, what does it look like when somebody comes in to use their, let's say their free annual maintenance? How does the shop deal with that on the back end? Oh, that's super easy. So if they come in, we do something called whitelisting every one of our dealers. So they all have access directly into our system and they can self-authorize if they prefer to do that. If they'd like to call one 866 they can talk to us. Somebody online will go ahead and authorize it for them. It's super simple. We look them up by serial number. Some of the stores have the ability to scan the serial number goes right into the system, comes up, they just enter it, they're doing an annual maintenance. And literally within a second or 10 seconds or whatever it is, it pops up their authorization number for them. The only time we ask for a little bit more information is if they're going to also do a repair. Then we want to know what's wrong with it, when it happened, how it happened, what their estimate is. And then once again, it'll spit them back their authorization on that. But man, that's, that's really easy. Sounds pretty simple. How about for retailers getting signed up, getting started with the program? How long does that take and what's that process look like? That process is simple too. There's two agreements that they sign up. They sign a dealer agreement that has the terms, conditions, and the rates in it and essentially says, hey, we're going to sell this program and we're going to pay for the sales that we do. The other agreement they sign is a dealer service center agreement that enables them to tell us what their rates are that they charge. In other words, we don't give them fixed rates that we're gonna pay them. They give us that list. They say, this is what is posted in our store, what we charge for these services. That all gets uploaded in the system. We cross sign it, they're now a dealer. The biggest challenge for them seems to be, how do I put the SKUs in my system? Well, if they're on a send, they're already on there. If they're on light speed, we give them the you know CSV or whatever, and they load that into there, so they're ready to go on that. But that seems to be the biggest challenge. The second biggest challenge is how do we report our sales to you? So they can either report them with a file layout, but we also created an online upload system that makes it real easy for them. They log in and they can just upload it that way. This year, our goal, you talk about goals for the NBDA. I know that you're going through all that right now. It's that time of year, October, November, December. This year, our goal is to do full API integrations with Lightspeed and Ascend, get that done. We hope to get that done in Q1. We've been putting it off for entirely too long. And so that needs to be done on a serious business sense because that makes it even easier. Then we can pull the data out of their systems instead of them having to push anything. So that's our goal. But right now, you ask, what does it take for them to get to do it? Sign the agreements, upload the SKUs start selling. And by the way, we have face-to-face training. We have online training. We have PowerPoint training. We love training. We think the more training we can do, the more comfortable they are. And we love to get into the stores and visit the dealers. Yeah, I've heard some stories from retailers. Oh, Frank was here visiting. We're training the staff and, and you bring these amazing like hang tags or whatever to talk about the rides program in the store. And But that is it, the, the training of the staff. I think we've heard some retailers say that they're maybe giving a little bit of a bonus or a commission or like really getting their staff to get behind the program. And when they do that, 
they're seeing some just tremendous response, huh? Yeah, we refer to that as a SPIF salesperson incentive fund, which is a lot of people don't know SPIF is actually an acronym, but that's what it is. We highly recommend that. Commonly, it's a 10% SPIF. It's easy to calculate, just move the decimal over. And like you said, we give them brochures, we give them hang tags. But I think the training is the key. I mean, brochures are great because they're visual aid. Hang tags are a great reminder. But a bunch of our dealers, as you know, they're pretty large and they private label all that stuff, right? So they have their own version of the brochures. They have their own version of the hang tags. They're beautiful. They send them to over us just to sign off on them to make sure they're legally copacetic with the right verbiage, that type of thing. But we're happy to do all that. In fact, we're honored when they do that. We like co-branding. It feels great. And then the other thing, the training, back to what you said, the key we think to selling rides is that if they bring it up to every customer that buys a bicycle, whether it's a $200 bike or a $12,000 bike, bringing it up to every customer gets them into good habits. And bringing it up at the right time, in other words, doing it on the floor while they're they're landing that customer with their bike they're going to buy. We, we highly recommend they do it before they get into all the accessories and the helmet and the shirts and the gear and, and everything else that goes with it. Because we think every customer should be entitled to understand what the manufacturer's warranty is. The limitations of that, the manufacturer's warranties are kind of weak. They're somewhat anemic. They cover literally just defects in material and worksmanship, right? They don't cover wear and tear. They certainly don't cover accidental damage. They certainly don't entitle people to annual maintenances. They certainly don't give people a little bonus. Here, you bought our bike, go do an annual maintenance, that type of thing. So a dealer, if they just take a minute and say, hey, I want you to understand this is the limited warranty. And we're going to take care of your little tune-ups and tweaks for the first 30 days or 90 days, or some of the dealers do it entirely for the whole first year, bring it back in here, right? But beyond that, if you have an accident, you're on your own, right? Mm -hmm. If you break a chain, that's considered wear and tear, you're on your own. If you do need a type of maintenance, that's something you pay for. But if you prefer, we have this rides program. It stands for Ride It Daily Extended Service. It was built for the bike industry. It's for you, and we want to show it to you. If they tell every customer about the manufacturer's warranty and how limited it is and then talk about this benefit and how the company stands behind it, what does that say to a consumer? What does it say to all of the other people looking for bikes? What does it say to the employees when they hear each other doing it? It becomes part of the culture of that store. And I'll tell you, some of the stores, whether they're one store or whether they're 10 or more, they've gotten serious behind it. They're doing a great job. They really are. And maybe if we get on a few other meetings with you, that type of thing, we'll share some numbers and we'll show exactly, you know, graphs and all that kind of stuff, exactly what's going on, how often people get claims. And it's fun to write big checks for claims reimbursements. It feels good because then you know that it's working. You know, people are coming back in to get stuff done on their bikes. I mean, geez, we replaced a lot of bikes. Actually had to replace bikes in the last couple of years instead of just doing repairs or replacing frames or this or that. There's been some, some big tickets. And I tell you what, those customers are happy they have rides. And I guarantee you those dealers are happy those customers had rides because the dealers 
got a hold on to that customer. Talk about being sticky. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you crashed your bike. That's irreparable. Here's a new bike. I mean, that is something to be said. It really is. So the program is serious. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I know when we had just started rolling it out, there was a lot of talk about, yeah, we've had a lot of extended service plans, warranty plans that were only around for like a year or so. And then I had to tell all my customers that bought it, oh, we don't offer it anymore. You've been around for a couple of years at this point, right? Oh, you mean with Rides? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we've, we've, our company's been around quite a bit, but yeah, the Rides program was launched close to three years ago with the mm-hmm. NBDA. That's when and media endorsed us and we got to start getting a little time on your website got to eventually meet you and heather and went to a couple p2 meetings and and yeah we got asked those same questions rochelle it's like well how do we know you're going to be around i'm like well let's start with look at the math we did let's look at the difference between what our program covers and the approach we took we came up with a program we would buy ourselves and then we priced it so my experience as a 40-year industry underwriter means I do math, right? means I also do compliance, and we have the systems to really understand what we're doing. So, yeah, we have been around. Thanks for asking that. And we really, we really hope that this slow adoption rate is because of people being careful, which we like, and we understand that. But we also hope it's because we entered this at a strange time. You know, we entered it right before COVID. We went to our first P2 meetings in, what was it, 2018 or 2019, right? So we had, we've had 2020, 2021, and 2022 with the NBDA dealers, the IBDs. So it was a strange time to enter in the business. So the adoption, it was a little slow, but we think, thank you for bringing that up. We've been around. Some people can feel comfortable with us now. We've got dealers they can talk to and say, what do these guys like to work with? And hopefully people will start getting comfortable and we'll see that little, what is it, that little hockey stick, more of like a hockey stick. I don't ever want it to be a hockey stick. That's unmanageable, but just a little bit different incline or pitch for the growth and adoption rate would be really cool. Well, Frank, we feel like you're great. We feel like the program's great. We've heard so much positive feedback. And I know we're going to see you at Cabda West, Cabda Midwest, and Cabda East. Is that correct, that Rides will be at all three of those shows? Rides will be at all three shows. I'll be at West and Chris Elda. Nobody probably knows Chris's real name. Chris Elda, she'll be handling Midwest and East. So, yeah, we'll be there for sure. Awesome. Frank, it's great to have you on the show. I really enjoy that you make time to come on our podcast and chat about the program so our listeners can learn firsthand what we have available to them. Yeah. If people do want to get signed up with Rise or if they just want more information, how do they get in touch with you? They can go Frank and Insure Protect. They can go info at Rides, info at Insure Protect support at either one of those, or they can just dial 8664-RIDES, R-I-I-D-E-S. If you'd like my mobile number, I can give you that too. It's 415-652-8056. And I answer it. It's always nearby. So yeah, any way they want to reach out to us, they can also go to our website, insureprotect.com slash rides, and there will be a request for contact in there, that type of stuff. If they prefer to do all that, they can use their phone once again to do that or or they can go online and do it. Thanks for asking. Yeah. And for our listeners on the MBDA website, we also have a link to the RIDES program under our program drop down as well. 
Frank, thank you so much again. Awesome. Happy New Year. We're going into 2023 like wildfire. For our listeners, get those resolutions set. Make some goals. One of those should be reach out to us, reach out to Frank. Let's get you signed up for rides. Thank you for listening to Bicycle Retail Radio. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycle industry. If it's your first episode, go ahead, take a look at our previous episodes. 2023 is going to kick butt and hopefully you'll stick with us. We've got two episodes a week. We're going to drop through the whole year. Look out, support the show by sharing it with friends, leave us a review and go ahead and be amazing today. Thank you for listening. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com.